The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is Muriel Felous, your host. And we are now in the month of love. We're almost midway to in February, still before Valentine's Day. So it's still time. There is time to talk about love. But today we're not going to talk about romantic love. We're going to talk about the most important love of all, which is the love you give to yourself or aren't giving to yourself. Because today we're not talking. We're going to talk about um, how many do I have? Seven ways in which you either. Abandon yourself, so not don't love yourself, don't support yourself, or straightly hate yourself. So we're going to cover that. But before we go there, I made a mistake in my last episode. I announced a class for this coming weekend, the, for the 13th of February. And in fact, the class is going to take place on the 19th. Um, I was, I, I double booked. And the person, my team, the person who's helping me just brought that to my awareness. So I had to correct. Um, So the class that we're going to have this month is about letting go of guilt and learning to forgive yourself. It is literally my map of self-forgiveness, which has five key elements and I'm going to teach you those elements. We're going to practice them because there is one of them uh, involves tapping, of course, EFT, since it's very, very efficient at dissolving and, and, and processing stuck emotions and, and uh, really freeing yourself emotionally and physically. And you'll have that map for the rest of your life because we're going to talk, of course, about parenting about mistakes that you may have made in your parenting, but we're go- you can apply that to any mistake that you think you made. I have a mom in my... Um, one of the mom who's close to me uh, is always regretting the mistake of not having managed her finances better when she was young because her life would have been easier now. And that's something that evidently she needs to forgive herself because 
it comes back up very often, which means that there is still some negative emotional attachment. So that's what we're going to do in that class. And it's going to be next Sunday on the 19th. Um, if you're in my membership, this is free and we'll be doing an additional tapping session on the residuals of that class sometimes uh, before the end of February. So I encourage you to go and either purchase the class on its own because guilt... I, I don't think I... I meet many moms who don't suffer from the mom guilt. And it does affect our parenting in negative ways. Plus, guilt, I, I'll explain guilt in another episode, but it, it's not necessarily bad sometimes. But there is a side of it that is bad. So we don't want to dwell in it. So that's it for the announcements. Um, we're going to go into our topic now today about love. And I want to share with you, if you're on my Facebook or in my Facebook, uh, I think I shared that on my page, Co-Parenting with the Universe, and on my private profile, that I had a, a praying mantis that entered my house, and I was, I was really determined to catch her because I have two cats, <laughs> so I didn't want it to be there. Uh, we are France. In France, we say amuse-bouche, which is like uh, fun for the mouth. It's something you like, very tiny, that you eat before the meal. I didn't want the praying mantis to be their amuse-bouche. So I captured it. Uh, I didn't know. How, at the beginning, I didn't know how to go about it because I know that they bite. My sister was bitten by one last year in her garden. So I didn't want to get beaten, but I want, it was pretty big. You can go check that out on my Facebook. And it was sitting on my salt lamp, Himalayan salt lamp. And I was trying to find a way to capture it and, and release it outside. And I'm victorious now. But every time, that's what I really wanted to share with you. Every time an unusual animal or insect is entering my space, I always check the meaning of it. When I moved into one of uh, my previous houses in the U.S., I had a hummingbird in the house. So, of course, hummingbirds for me have the meaning of light up because I tend to be very serious. I'm a double Capricorn. I, 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 I work hard. I'm serious. So one of my life lessons is to light up light, to be more light, lighter. <clears throat> and so I looked for the symbolism of the praying mantis, and it's such a good omen, so I'm very happy about it. It's about wealth and good fortune and success. So I just wanted to share with you, if you are aware that the universe is always communicating with us, and what kind of signs have you seen in your life? You can, you can go on my, uh, in my group, actually. If you're not in my group, join the group because it's all about moms wanting to co-parent with the universe and share with us what happened, what was the sign. You can even share with us what happened after. It's very, I love it. It's magic in my life. And I, I'm very conscious that the universe is dialoguing with us all the time. Actually, I'm going to make an do, record an episode about that because I have so many anecdotes. 
and anecdotes about me and anecdotes about my clients. So that's it for the what's going on in my life. And uh, now let's talk about the seven ways that you may be abandoning yourself or hating yourself. So, as I was saying, self-love, I don't know if I said that, but self-love, it's very intriguing for a lot of people. I was recently um, interviewed in a podcast and he asked me, what is self-love for me? And I'm very clear on my definition of self-love. There are several aspects, but one of the aspects for me, the most important maybe, is one of the the opposite of the way that you abandon yourself here. And the, the other one is, Actually, you know what, I'll share with you what my definition is as I go through the points because it it relates somehow. And self-love is not very clear for people. That's why I wanted to bring you the opposite of it. Because I remember being a teenager and when I had philosophy classes, sometimes we had topics, discussions or essays to write. And I didn't always know where I stand, where I stood, what my opinion was. But usually, I was about 16, 17. After a discussion with my father, it was very evident that I was totally on the opposite side of what he thought. And that brought me clarity. Because, you know, as teenagers, we can be either rebellious or very, I'm going to save the world and we want justice. And, And sometimes we are too extreme. Uh, I remember a discussion about should we, like the the punishment for uh, burglars. And we just had a car in our, because we had a front yard and we had a place to uh, park the cars, which was not enclosed. And someone jumped the fence and came with, my parents had cars with uh, leather seats. They came with a knife and they literally vandalized the cars. They couldn't steal it, but they vandalized it like really, really bad. And it cost a lot of money to fix. And my father was very, very pissed off about that. So that was the same week that we had this topic in uh, philosophy. And his position was like, I'm going to put a trap in there, like the traps to um, catch wolves, that if they come and touch my property, it's going to catch them and they're going to lose their hand or their feet. And I was as a teenager, horrified that you could equate money to a limb of a human being. Of course, now at the age where I am, I understand his reaction because it wasn't the first time that things happened and you kind of get tired of working hard for stuff that you love and somebody comes and just destroys it just because. And that's very, I would have been furious too. So that enabled me to know where I stood on that subject. So today, what I'm going to share with you is the opposite of self-love. That way, you can get an idea of how you can introduce more self-love in your life, or maybe some self-love if you don't do it at all, and practice it in a way that doesn't necessarily need to add more to do in your life, like more time to do stuff, because most of the time it's a question of perception 
and a question of behavior and changing your mental picture. So let's go for number one. One of the ways that you abandon yourself is saying yes when it's in your highest good to say no. Whether it is with your kids, because you don't have the strength to say no, you don't want to, you don't like conflicts. And we'll do some episode about that too, because some moms are very afraid of conflicts and it ends up being catastrophic. And we're going to talk about that in the class. Say no with other, other people. And that's a question of knowing how to set boundaries and hold them. Because <clears throat> we haven't been taught that. So that's the opposite of self-love. You say, yes, yes, yes. Can you help me do that? Yes. Will you be there? Or do you want to... I don't know. More recently, I was asked if I would want to participate in a present for someone. And I really, really didn't feel that I should because it was someone um, from whom I bought a service and I wasn't really satisfied with it. So I didn't feel that she deserved it. Uh, I paid her for her service. I didn't get what I expected and I, I wasn't inclined to to say yes. And I had to ask myself because there is a lot of judgment when you set boundaries like that and you say no because it doesn't resonate with what you feel inside. I must admit that I had a tiny part of me that was afraid to being judged of being judged. But I did it anyway because that was aligned with what I felt and what I knew was true for me. Um, so another way to abandon yourself is to say in, saying yes to yourself when you know you should say no. For example, with self-destructive behaviors or, or habits. Uh, for example, you stay up when you know you should go to sleep because <clears throat> it's late and you're tired, but you still have stuff to do in the house. And I understand that as single moms, it's not always easy, but you need to, if you want to be the best mom you can be and show up as the best mom, you need to take care of yourself. So you need to be there for yourself because especially for moms, nobody else will do it for you. And there are always demands out there. Another way you can say yes, and it's a self-destructive behavior or habit, is having an unhealthy diet. And that, I know, there are so many aspects to that. And we're going to come to that a little bit later when I talk about, when I'm going to talk about another point. But that's also a way you abandon yourself when you know you shouldn't have that piece of cake and you still have it. And of course, you may meet a need in that moment. So that's not as simple as, as it seems, but there are ways. Second way you can abandon yourself is in your relationship, especially in love. We're in the month of February. We're talking, we're talking a lot about romance. Losing yourself in the relationship. You're not there anymore. You, you stop doing, and I know I used to do that when I was younger. And as you know, I was the queen of attracting 
uh, takers and I was an overgiver. And I used to lose myself in the relationship. I was I stopped what I loved doing, like I don't know theater or, and I spent my time with the person doing whatever they wanted. I was giving too much. And of course, I attracted takers because I was an overgiver. Also, in your relationships, maybe you, you, you put everyone else before you. And especially we do that with kids. But as I mentioned, you're going to be the best mom you can be if you nurture and take care of yourself. Because otherwise, believe me, when you do things and put everybody be before you and you do things because you feel obligated, you're going to build some underlining resentment. And that's never good for anyone that damages this, the relationship. The third way you can abandon yourself is not being conscious of your life. You know that feeling of being so busy running after what you have to do or doing what you have to do that you live next to your life. You're not really present and conscious and aware to either enjoy what's going on or even feel the uncomfortable feelings. That, that's also a message. That's also being conscious. You live outside. You're unconscious. I know, I know. We are functioning unconsciously between 95 and 97% of the time. But first of all, we can ameliorate this percentage. And we can make sure that the, the 3 or 5% that's left, we are really conscious. We are really taking life in. Because otherwise, you end up being 70 and you don't know where the time went. It's, you know, that feeling of, oh my God, the time is passing and where did it go? It mostly says that you're not conscious because when you're conscious, you know where it went. You remember, you lived it, you, you took it in. So that's also a way you abandon yourself, by not being conscious. Another way of not being conscious is, and that correlates with my own definition of self-love that starts with knowing yourself, being unconscious of your blind spots, your triggers, and the one that, that lead you to self-sabotage or behave in self-destructive ways. That's where it, it connects with um, abandoning yourself with eating, saying yes to a, a piece of cake when you, you know you should say no. It can happen. We are human beings. But when it happens constantly and you, it's a self-destructive behavior because... I know for myself that sometimes when I'm super stressed, it still, hap it still happens that I'm going to eat like a full bag, bag of popcorn, for example. That's not healthy at all. First of all, popcorn is very unhealthy because it attached itself to the walls of the intestine and it can stay there for a very long time. But I feel under the surface because as you know, I mentioned it in, in this podcast, I have a health condition like atrial fibrillation which affects the heart. So 
having a healthy diet is crucial because everything is, is related in the body. But in those moments, I'm like, I know it can literally, because this is a condition that can maybe not kill me now because I'm young, I'm still young, but later it can create horrible stuff. I know it, put, it puts my life in danger, but when I'm doing it, I don't care. I'm like, I don't care. That's very self-destructive. That's even, we're going to talk about self-hate. That's hateful towards myself. And that only happens when I am so not conscious. I'm somewhere else. I'm prisoner of my stress. And I'm not looking at the trigger before it leads me to the bad behavior. So knowing your triggers. I know stress is a trigger for me. Sometimes one that I manage way better, that I see often with moms and especially single moms, is a lack of love in their life, uh, a lack of sweetness, and they will eat a full bar of chocolate in front of the TV watching Netflix in the evening, which is not good either. So this one for me, when I feel or when I hear in my mind, that's where being conscious is crucial. You will hear, you will become aware of your thoughts. I know the exact thought that leads me to that chocolate. And this is, I have a hard life. I deserve pleasure. I don't have enough pleasure in my life. I had a hard day. I'm alone. And the violence are on. And, and then I end up with eating the chocolate. When I catch that sentence, that thought, early enough, I can tap on it, I can breathe, I can decide to take my shoes and go outside. When I interrupt my trigger, which is a form of self-love, interruption, pattern interruption, behavior interruption, then I don't go for the chocolate. So be conscious. Know where your blind spots are. Know where your triggers are. And it will serve you and all your relationships because there are self-destructive uh, behavior or sabotage that are connected to your relationships. Like you say... <clears throat> you're not going to do something and you do it anyway in your relationship, like <sighs> screaming. It's all about awareness and, and training your mind. Fourth way in which you may be abandon your, abandoning yourself, and this one is crucial, not remembering who you are. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. I heard that sentence so many times. I heard Wayne Dyer saying it. Uh, may rest in peace. He's now passed. But he, he said he took it from somewhere else. It's a known... I think it was Pierre... Taillard des Jardins or some, some, some uh, monk in France that came up with that. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. That I can't remember exactly. But the truth is we are first spiritual beings, first soul, first energy, first a piece of the divine energy, the divine 
mind, the, the universal intelligence, we are a piece of that. And second, human. So when you forget that, you abandon yourself. When you nurture this relationship with your soul, with your spiritual self, miracles happen in your life. And that's a way of loving yourself. Because this is a source of love, this is a source of comfort, this is a source of assistance, this is your connection to the universe, God, source, and after all, we are talking about co-parenting with the universe here. There is a huge resource that very few people are accessing. There is the law of attraction, or as I call it, for me it's more like the law of alignment, like at what floor, what vibration are you stopping and what miracles are you going to encounter there? If it's a floor of high vibration, that's your direct connection to the universe. So when you forget that, when you forget that you are a spiritual being first and for all, it's a lack of your... You don't love yourself. You abandon yourself. And plus, I'm, I want to add that your kids are also spiritual beings. So it helps you navigate the challenges when you're aware of that, that you are and they are. When you're aware of the fact that you're here to protect them and teach them life, impact them in a good way, but they also have their own guidance from their, that spiritual part of themselves, it brings you peace and you're more inclined to listen to them and see where they know better than you what is good for them. Because there is a, an aspect of that too in raising a kid. So those are the four ways that I can come up with. I didn't want to make such a long list. In, uh, to abandon yourself. Now let's talk about, and I think I said seven ways. I made a mistake here. Uh, it's six ways. Let's talk about self-hate because, frankly, there are, when I started working on myself, and even sometimes I relapse, I literally behave in a way that is hateful to myself. And that starts with negative self-talk and even beating yourself up sometimes. And I know for many women it happens in front of the mirror too. And you have those voices in your head, oh, look at that, that wrinkle, and oh, my face is sagging, or my butt has cellulitis, or I'm too fat, or um, whatever your criticism is. Can you imagine a friend coming to your house? She's coming through the door, and you tell her, how fat she is, how look, old she looks, how stupid she is for having made this decision or that decision or not knowing this or that. Would you do that to a friend? I'm sure I can hear your voice saying no because you're a kind and a conscious person. Well, we do that to ourselves or at least I used to do. And that's horrible. That is so violent. Can you really imagine looking, imagine looking a friend in the eyes and say, 
you're so stupid. Or you don't deserve love because you have a big butt. Imagine her reaction, and yet you do that to yourself. So that's one way we hate ourselves. And the other and last way that I want to mention about self-hate is expecting perfection, comparing yourself to others and expecting perfection. I put that those two in the same bag. Comparing yourself to others completely, uh, constantly is so damaging. And especially that usually people who do that, they feel that they don't measure up. Imagine, go inside yourself and see the little you. That adorable you, when you were, I don't know, five or six, or maybe even three, and you look at her. Would you compare her to another kid and say, you see, see how good she, she skips? You don't know how to skip like that. You don't measure up. See how well she's dressed and all her buttons are closed and yours aren't? You don't measure up. You're not perfect. Imagine the reaction of that child that has placed all her trust in you and you're not there for her. That's what you're doing to yourself because we all have that inner child that gets slapped in the face when we do self-hate, uh, when we behave in a self-hating way. So maybe put your hand on your heart right now and send her love. Literally see her and say, I'm sorry. I'm learning to do better. I'm sorry, my little, and say your name, my little Muriel. I'm learning to do better. And you can do that several times a day. And now to conclude, I would like to share an exercise that, um, no, first I would like to share a few practices to give yourself more love. Because as moms, <clears throat> we're busy giving, giving, giving. And sometimes we don't get our need for love met. And when you wait for other people to meet that need, you're in danger of that need not to be met. Because sometimes people don't know or they're incapable of doing that. When you start doing that for yourself, it feels a void. And you'll have so much more to give anyway. So it is not a selfish thing to do, which I've heard some moms say. Like, we shouldn't always be busy with ourselves and our needs. We are getting to be better moms when we do that. And that can be as simple, I mentioned that many times, Sending love to your cells when you put your body lotion. Sending love to the cells of your arm and your shoulder and your legs and really sending love. Intention. Really strong. Send love. Another way is when you prepare yourself a coffee or a tea, 
imagine, you know, like in those ancient books that you had a beloved and you were preparing that tea for your beloved and that beloved is you. And make yourself this gift, this present that comes from your heart because you deserve it. That feeds the inner child that is starving for your love. And the last way is, of course, mirror work. And that I've learned from Louise Hay. I will always come back to her. Her too, may she rest in peace. She, she, she was amazing. Mirror work. Look at yourself in the mirror. And I know it's harder to do in the morning. So maybe if you're really, really new to that, you can start with the evening. And tell, say your name, Muriel. I love you. I really, really love you. And I'm there for you. You're not alone. And at the beginning, it's going to seem very artificial. And it's going to trigger self-criticism. And by the way, I have a video on YouTube because this is a way to un uncover what you have to, to, to heal. I have a notebook for myself. Every time I remember something that is still triggering negative emotion for me, either shame, sorrow, something that I didn't like, something that hurt me, I write it down in that notebook and I tap on it. And that's what we're going to be doing this year in the membership. We're going to tap on random stuff. We're going to have some, and I will be making some uh, lives that won't be recorded because I want the moms in there to feel safe, to say the stuff that they have such a hard time, their darkest secrets, like having resentment because your kids aren't the kids that you expected them to be. That's a taboo subject. I'm going to do an episode about that because I know it can happen and it doesn't mean you don't love your kids. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say your name and I love you, I really, really love you, things will come and say, yeah, right. Look at those wrinkles or look at what you did. Look how you scream at your kid. You don't deserve it. Whatever comes up, Write it down on a piece of paper and come with us and tap or tap on your own. It's harder to tap on your own, especially when it's very triggering, but that's doable. And let's dissolve all those negative energies that are still stuck in your body because if, if it still comes up and it's still active as a, a negative emotion, it is in your body. And as you know, it can damage your body. It can... So many negative... Uh, consequences. So, and after a week or two, you will start feeling at ease more with doing those affirmations in front of the mirror and do it several times, at least for, for two or three minutes. Even if you repeat the same fry, uh, sentence over and over, connect with your eyes and like you are the beloved in the mirror. And after a while, it will become neutral. You won't feel so lying and so artificial. And for myself, it took about three weeks to a month to where when I looked at myself in the mirror, I saw 
I was a friend to myself. When I walked in the street and I crossed a mirror on the side, I was a friend to myself. And I was like, oh, I look great. No more of this, oh my God, uh, look, you look tired today or whatever the criticism was before. That literally, that surprised me so much when it started happening. So I really encourage you to do that, even if it feels stupid at the beginning. You're going to feel stupid. If you're tapping, you already know what it is to feel stupid when you first started tapping anyway. So you can go with mirror work. Mirror work. You're alone in the room anyway. Nobody knows. You don't have to say it. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. If you have any comments, come in the group, share them. If you, there is one practice that you really adopted or that you've been doing for a long time, I'll put a post in the group. Share. Because the more we share with others, the more we give others ideas. That's how beautiful it is to be there to support each other. And I want to remind you, on YouTube, there is, it was on my website before, but it's not anymore, a love bath for moms, which is an inner journey to literally shower yourself with love. Because as moms, we need to give to ourselves what no one else is thinking about giving to us. When we do that, we are never empty. Uh, we may forget sometimes, but we come back to it. So go on YouTube. I'll put the, the link to my uh, video in this episode. It's called Love, Love Bath for Moms. I, I had made that especially for Mother's Day last year. And it's there for you for when you need love. And join the membership. Don't, don't be alone. I, it's... It's affordable, it's there. Come with us. Come in the class with us to let go of your guilt. That's also an act of self-love because when you feel guilty, you don't feel that you deserve the best in life and that blocks life from showering you with more blessings. So I wish you a wonderful Valentine's Day if you don't have... <clears throat> a partner, a boyfriend, a husband or in your life. Do it with a friend or do it with yourself. Do something. Prepare yourself a meal for the beloved and give it to yourself. Or I don't know, something else, a tea. Do something special for yourself. And I'll show you next, I'll connect with you next time is another episode. In another episode. Go and love yourself. Mwah! Sending you love. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.